When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody. Welcome along to the Rangers Rabble phone-in. Yes, the phone-in is finally back. I've finally, hopefully, sorted all technical issues on my end. So um, I've, I've shout out quickly to Big Ian, who always phones in and always gets cut off because of my horrible technical issues. If you want to phone in tonight, Ian, big man, phone in, and, and we'll get you on because you're always very, very happy. Um, so, yeah, hello, welcome along. Um, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. We'll get into that a wee bit later. Um, tonight, I'm joined by Craig, Mark, and newbie, Robert. Robert, how are you? Oh, smashing. Aye, absolutely brand new. Uh, Cup semi-final on the horizon. I'll be there as well. So, uh, what's not love? Send it. Aye, send it. Craig, how are you? All good, mate. House to myself tonight. So, I thought, what better way to spend it than with you three chaps? He looks, that's the most chilled out I've ever seen Craig look, didn't he? Aye, 100%. So, so, so laid back quality. Um, and Mark, Mark, how are you doing? Um, the first question I've got for you is, how much research have you done tonight? Hunnels, absolutely hunnels. It's, <laughs> it's probably better, Mark, that you don't do research. Well, like, listen, there's nobody ever done any sort of a research on China, Korea, or Japan, whether they like each other or not. Tongue in cheek, bit men us. End of story. Oh, aye. So you just need to roll with the punches, don't you? You need to take these things. But um, just on that, I expected to get dogs abuse from Celtic fans. Worst thing for me was the dogs abuse we got for Rangers fans. Me personally, um, some of it was some of it was terrible. But do you know what? As I said, we can all we can all sit behind a wee keyboard and type whatever in our own wee world and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? It's as I said, these things happen. Obviously, you try to try to be, try to be funny, and obviously it doesn't work. And somebody take, somebody takes a, a, a 15, 20 second clip of that, and next minute you're famous. So, thanks very much for all the new uh, the new um, uh, followers I've got on Twitter. Anyways, it's t- took a took a right good bump. Thanks very much. 
and the extra views we got on the pod. Um, it was it was tremendous. So yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, slip of the tongue, you get something wrong, and you get kicked up the ass for it, and then you move That's on, and then you yes. move on. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is a phone in. So, for the first time in ages, because last week Disney count or Monday Disney count because I messed it up. Phone in now, 0141-628-7237. Hunters to talk about. And if you phone in now, you'll get straight on. If somebody's talking, I'll cut them off and bring you straight in. Um, there's only one place to start. Um, and Robert, seeing as it's your first show on our normal YouTube channel, I'll go to you. Um, will you be paying for the Edmondson House package? Uh, I don't think the wife will let me stretch to that out the savings, really, to be honest. It's uh, an astronomical number. Um, no, I'll be unfortunately. Well, I did say I would cut them off if I got a call in, and I do believe it is. Big Ian. Ian, how are you? I'm good, Martin. Hopefully, I have still now for your shoes, so I don't get cut off and then suddenly talking like into the wind like I was the other night. It Don't worry, looks, I'll let that one go. <laughs> absolutely perfect, Ian. It sounds perfect. So, my friend, the floor is yours. Well, let's just get into it. Obviously, we've got a semi-final against uh, those those boys on on Sunday, and it's their it's their biggest game of the season. They're going to give it all, but then obviously, uh, what can, what can, what can we expect? Well, I've noticed recently we've been a bit of a well, not so good first half team and then good second half team, but then it was the roles reverted when we played them at the Todry. So what I would like basically is to be a good team in set first and second half and roll them over and, and remind them where we stand and remind them that they're just a pile of a pile of idiots. <laughs> but um, also as well, I saw the comments from that captain of theirs saying prefers to play against uh, Morales than Sherlock. I mean, good God, mate, you're setting yourself up for a fall if Morales comes on and gets a hat-trick. I mean... The memes will be incredible. I'm hoping he's on social media so we can meme him. <laughs> that was an incredible, incredible comment. Um, Mark, I'll take that to you, actually. Ian's, Ian's brought it up. You, I can understand what he's maybe trying to do. He's maybe trying to rail Morelos up a wee bit because we all know what Morelos is like when he's when he's tempers thingy. But for the Aberdeen manager to have to come out and apologise is, is, is pretty, that's a pretty bad look. Well, he's talking away there and he's on mute. So, I say that I feel I feel you're picking me because I done the same last week. Okay, I should, <laughs> I should know about this stuff. Is that is that what is happening here? Yes. No, no seriousness. In all seriousness, now I don't really know what he was thinking. To be perfectly honest, I think it's 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 a strange one. Whether he's trying to maybe rile Morelos up, knowing that maybe he's going to start. Um, strange. I, I mean. I don't fancy Buff being, a, being an angry man uh, playing against me, to be perfectly honest. So it could work in two ways. It could work that he's he's got under his skin and he maybe get him sent off and maybe that's what he was trying. Or it could maybe go against him and he could maybe score a hat-trick and run riot. I don't know. It's a bit strange one for a professional because uh, they, the, they all get this media training, don't they? And, I'm a hundred percent sure the wee guy in the media training. I mean, we should get media training, and on everybody was going like that to me behind the scenes. Don't say that. Shh, stop saying that. So, I don't know. It's uh, it's a very very strange one as far as I'm concerned. And Ian, it's also the fact that it's the Aberdeen club captain coming out and saying it. Well, yeah. I mean, 
I mean, put it, I mean, it, that's that's even more strange. It would it'd be okay if it was like one of their lesser players saying it, but the captain saying it. I mean, it would basically for another equivalent, it would be like Bruno saying, "I'm going to run rings around De Bruyne tomorrow. Watch me," and then De Bruyne roasts him. It'd be it would just be, "What are you? Why did you say that? You got him. You got him going." It's like. We've all heard, you know, that's why they say don't say things pre-match to rile the opponents up. I mean, it'll be good for us if he does, and Morel does come on and get an absolute hat-trick and run, and then you, and then I just if he does get a hat-trick, I want him just to stand in front of him and say, "Am I good enough now?" <laughs> that would be just like, go on, just do it, just do it for that, for that. But like I say, you know, let's just try to. I also try to think we are better. We, let's just get out of the straight facts. We are better than them. We have a better team than them. And we're not playing at Patodra, we're playing at Hampden Park. So I, I don't want us to see any excuses. We've got, I want us on the front foot against them because it's a good chance for Michael Beale to get a trophy early on because it would, it would do perhaps wonders for his firm at the start to get that trophy and all that, get a final going against them and beat them and the momentum swinging because small, these kind of trophies are the things that start things going. We've all seen it before in football. And I just, I just, want, us, I just want us to, obviously I want us to win and get in the final against that lot because they're going to perhaps beat Kilmarnock. Let's be honest, and realistic about it. But um, no, like let's be confident. We're, we're better than them. We're, we're better. We're just better than them, and they are a pile of shit. <laughs> Fair enough. And my um, sister went to uni there. Yeah, do you know what, Robert? On, on Ian's point about you know securing that kind of first trophy, right. um, not not just the first trophy, I suppose, and he's in uh, the manager's managerial spell, if you like. But Jose Mourinho talked about it a lot when he first moved to England. Winning that League Cup, it breeds winning. Oh, listen, I like that you've linked in Mourinho there, Brian. Um, I think the manager said something interesting in his, his press of the day. He said uh, he had a set of his own, a score of his own to set on the League Cup. Uh, you look at obviously the the record uh, when he was involved previous. Um, that semi final against Aberdeen was uh, a sore one. Um, so. Uh, I, I think it's it, it's it's a no brainer that we need to get to the final. I think what Ian touched on about uh, being you know, being successful and we're a better team than them. I think we could see a doing at the weekend for them. I really do. Uh, I'm confident. Step into it, um, and then it's however we get in the final. I don't think. You know, also, a lot of people say it's a foregone conclusion that Celtic win Saturday, but is it? I, I don't know. You, know. you never know what can happen these days. You just have to see how it plays out and make sure we take care of our business. Yeah. Of course, of course. Ian, my friend, thank you very much. It's great to hear your voice again. Yeah, it's been a while, Martin. It's been a while, but nice to be back on. And no doubt, no doubt you'll be phoning back in on Monday? Of course I will. What, we win, win, lose, or win, well, we win, lose, win or lose, because it's a semi-final. Yes, I will. It'll either be, I'll be coming on just roasting Aberdeen and reminding them of their place in the, in the world, or I'll be trying to find some kind of excuse as to why we blew it. But hopefully it's the former. <laughs> Top man, Ian. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks. Cheers, buddy. All the best, Ian. And uh, this, the phone in is successful again, um, which is which is good. We have another call coming straight in. Caller ending 348. Hello, welcome to the Rabble. Hi, hello. How are you doing? You all right? Not bad, buddy. How are you? I'm not bad. Um, this is... Nothing to do with the semi-final. This is thinking long-term. So say for talk's sake, we won no trophy this year. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Next year, it happens again. Would you be happy for Beal to stay long-term, like say five, six years, even ten years maybe, 
I just feel we've gone through quite a lot of managers over the past, what, 10 years? I think it's a seven or something, something like that. Mm. I just feel like, I feel like Bill needs, I think we should keep him for at least five years. Because I feel like the job that he's got is much bigger than he thought it was going to be. And after seeing us play the past couple of games, I'm sitting going, hmm, this could take a while for him to get it right. Craig, um, if Bill doesn't win any trophies this season or next, um, should he be kept on? I mean, personally, for what I've seen from us already, um, I don't think there's any danger of that, that happening, that we don't win anything in the next kind of year and a half. But, <clears throat> like the caller says, if he doesn't, is, is, is Bill the, the man to take us forward? I think this season is a bit of a free hit for him because obviously he's coming mid-season. Yes, we want to win the two remaining trophies, the two cups. If if for any reason he doesn't win either of them, I don't think there's a lot. Of, I I don't think there's a lot of pressure on him because he'll have only had one January transfer window, which is notoriously difficult to to bring players in from. Um, next season's a different story. If he didn't win anything next season, then maybe a bit of pressure would be on him. Um, I like what the caller said. However. As much as Beal loves the club, I don't see, and it's just the way football is now, I don't see him being here for five, ten years. That's just the way football's gone. Um, very, very rarely do you get managers stay for that amount of time. Um, if he's successful, you'd expect a different club to come in for him at some point. And if he's not successful, then we all know what happens in that in that scenario. Um, he's definitely the man to take us forward. Um, I've seen in five or six games enough to see that. Um, but I think... This rest of this season, he's got a bit of time. Next season might be a bit different. Just taking it back to the caller, do you? You sound a wee bit kind of, and tell me if I'm wrong, slightly negative there, and and your thoughts about how the team are playing under Bill. Is that is that fair? Is that how you feel? I'm not. From the games that I've watched, obviously, I would say every first half, I would say, has been a slow start. I would say. And in the second half, we come at all guns blazing and then it kind of peters away again. But also, I think that's him just trying to get the players back up to fitness, which you can slowly see. Um, but just with the squad, the way it is, I mean, I think he's going to have to get rid of a lot, especially in the midfield, for example. That's older than dinosaurs, for talk's sake. <laughs> um, I just feel that from the games being played, we've not been brilliant. We've been brilliant in patches and the rest we've just kind of plodded along a wee bit, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, um, Robert, that suppose then begs the question, how big is the rebuild needed? Um, because like I say, for me, and look, it might just be my blue-tinted specs, and please tell me if it is right, um, but the, the games that I've seen, I agree with the caller, look, first halves haven't always been great, but if you take it to the game that you know we're, we're kind of judged on against, against them, um, they're we were the better team. Um, maybe that can happen once, but for me, that didn't seem like a massive rebuild was needed. No, I, I think as well, the manager spoke about he's under no illusions about what's going to happen in the summer. He said himself there's going to be you know ins and outs. So he, that's that, that's dealt with for me. As far as under Bill so far, I think we've been great to watch compared to what I've been watching previous. I mean, I was at the Livingston game and that was one of the, arguably one of the worst performances I've seen a Rangers team in, in a long, long time. So, um, in the games we've played under Bill, I think it's been night and day. Um, I think the call needs to have a, a wee bit more enthusiasm for, for what's happening this weekend in the Cups of the final here. We're, we're, you know, 
three years away for lifting a trophy. I think he should be um, really excited by that and enthused by that. And um, forget about five, ten years. Let's talk about the here and now and try and get some a, a winning mentality bred for when it comes to um, the nitty gritty next season, which is obviously under no illusion. He starts the season, needs to challenge for the title. As Craig says, a free hit this year. He's come in behind in the league, etc. Um, Quads obviously get a bit of a, an eye on it in terms of needing uh, a bit of work. But at starting the next season, Michael has got to win that league, no doubt about it. So for, for, for the here and now, Colin needs to just enjoy enjoy the weekend, look forward to it. When a semi final at Hamden, um, I, I can't wait for it. Absolutely can't wait for it. Right, caller. Robert's first show on normal YouTube, and he's having a go at you. I mean, if you want to fire back, if you want to fire back, my friend, you fire back. No, no, yeah, just it's just the way. Like I had the season thing for twenty-five years, so obviously I've seen a lot of Rangers. I've seen the best, I've seen the worst, and I've seen both. But no, it's like that's his opinion. Obviously, I've got my opinion. Just maybe seen something a bit different than what he is. But I just think. Uh, I think he's got a massive job. Like this season, definitely got. He's got a free golden ticket this season. See me. Like the league's not quite done, but we've still got a chance. Like we we could still possibly pull it off. You never know. But the two cups to me are important. I think we do have to win both, if not at least one. Um, but I just think he's got a massive job, and I think it's a bigger rebuild than what I first thought personally. But I suppose only time will tell. Listen, excellent call. Thank you very much. No, thanks, lads. Have a good one. All right, buddy. Speak to you soon. Cheers. Bye-bye. That was, that was too nice. The, the disagreement there was too nice. I was supposed to be shouting and fire and anger, and it was just far too nice. Um, I wasn't was even a go. I just felt like, obviously... Oh, you were having a go. Don't you kid on. You were having a go. Eh? Start calling you Peril White. <laughs> Yeah, 01416287237 if you want to phone in and get your point across. And it can be anything. It doesn't even have to be relevant to what's happening at Rangers today. If you want to phone in and ask about anything or give us a give us abuse for being rubbish, by all means, phone in. Um, so, yeah, 01416287237. Right, Mark, we started the show by uh, talk, having a wee quick chat about the Edmonston House package. Um, as a man who's a multi-millionaire himself, um, what do you make of the whole situation? £50,000, and uh, I think that the takeaway that most fans, especially on social media, I should say, because that's where I've seen it, is a lifetime My Dear's Gold membership. Yeah, well, I've obviously I've bought four of them because um, that's chicken feed to me. But uh, no, I mean, that's... That's extraordinary amounts of money in it. I mean, realistically, in all seriousness, that's... All right, there's benefits and stuff like that, but is it worth the money? I mean, that's, for me, is if you have that kind of disposable income. And, and listen, I don't... I, I work with some almost millionaires, and I don't think even they've got that kind of disposable income. That's... The price-wise is... As I said, that, that's like a proper 1% of... Of support that that can afford to to go and get that, so way out way out the normal uh, rank and files reach. Um, all right, there's benefits there, but nah, it's, that's that's for the elite, as the saying goes. So can I just come in there? Do you, do you think that alienates certain elements of support? Because obviously, you know, football's meant to be the working man's ballet. You know, this you know that's what it's dressed up as, and 
a lot of us that are working men, but it's, it's, even without these packages, you know, you look at the Champions League package and that was ex- deemed expensive for, for people at the time. So I just think does it take it even further away for the working man? Do you know what I mean? But at the same time, we are the same supporters who scream that we want new signings, we want this, we want that. Um, now, I'm not saying whether I agree or disagree with it, because um, I've not really had time to fully digest it yet, because I was sorting all this out, um, Craig. But there is a lot of people saying that, you know, there's no, it doesn't reward loyalty. Fans aren't getting rewarded for loyalty anymore. Um, if you've got the money, then, you know, you, you, you can have your My Gears Gold, you can, you can have this, you can have that. But the counter-argument to fans complaining is, at the end of the day, as much as we hate to say it, Rangers as a business. Yeah, it is. Um, and I get your point about the signings bit, but obviously over the last couple of years, we haven't had the quality signings that the fans have wanted. Obviously, all, all the talk when the Champions League packages came out was, right, we got the Champions League, now we're going to buy someone in the in the end, end of the summer window. We didn't. And that, that got um, a lot of negative feedback. I was at work earlier, so I've only seen the sort of snippets on snippets online. Um and a lot of it was was negative, um, sort of saying that, like Robert said, the working man's sort of been taken out. Um, fans aren't fans, they're sort of consumers and customers, which is the way it is with football. Um, but you kind of think that, you kind of expect that from the Premier League clubs, um, the ones who are sort of rolling in the money. You don't really expect it from a club whose history is, is um, so tradition. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, and I'm not trying to defend it in any way at all, Mark. I, I'm really not, but at the same time, almost sounds like I'm defending it. Um, it is a good way to bring in revenue, but I suppose the kick the, it's the kick at the my jersey thing's a kicker, and it the my jersey thing's the yeah. one that's saying, Well, all these away tickets, all these European tickets next season, etc., then it's not going to be your average Joe fan going, it's going to be the, the millionaires. Yeah, and to be fair, let's be realistic. If you've you've got a lot of money, you're pretty certain you're going to get a ticket, no matter what, no matter how much you need to pay for it. You're you're probably going to get a ticket. So I don't know. For me, I understand. I can see both sides. Yeah, I can see the bigger picture that they're bringing, generating funds and blah blah blah. And but I think it's it's a wee bit it's a wee bit rich for for uh, a club to. Ask for that kind of money, as I said, that's that's elite. That as I said, there's no many people really realistically having that kind of disposable income, especially when we're going through a, a crisis with, with bills and all sorts of stuff. Um, bloody gas bills and electricity bills are through the roof. So maybe maybe know the best timing. Let's just say, but I can see the po- point. I can see that. But listen, see if they're making this money, they need to spend this money and. Realistically, it doesn't look as if they're spending this money. So, what are they doing, Matt? I mean, we have spent quite a lot of money on transfers. I know it sounds, I know it sounds mad, but we spent over like eleven or twelve million or something. And what we brought in, we obviously won't see a return on that. But the board are spending money. Um, I just don't think they're spending it right. Um, but however. Right, okay, 01416287237, if you want to phone in and get your point across. Um, Robert, today was obviously press conference day, and I don't know about you, mate, but I absolutely love and adore Michael Beale's press conferences. 100%. I, I kept in for work, sat with the 
iPad at the table there and watched the full 20 minutes and it just was by like that whereas a geo press conference you were sort of bouncing after was waiting for it to finish so no some uh, some good stuff there um personal highlight for me was um he, he said that like, he wasn't massive on xg oh that was brilliant to hear from my manager because i can't stand this stuff i think that was created by some guy just to keep a job do you know what i mean um so no that was good to hear um just something that the, the first caller was Ian, uh, he'd said about uh, the comment for the, the Aberdeen captain, and I think it's irrelevant now because the manager said that Cholak's touch and go um, for, the, for, the, for the game on Sunday, so I don't think he'll start the game anyway, uh, to be honest. Um, really enthusiastic he was about uh, Kamar Roof as well. Seemed, his, his eyes lit up when he was talking about him, so he's always got a fondness for Kamar and trying to get him back to uh, full swing. Um yeah, just a, just a breath of fresh air. I could sit and listen to him all day. Aye, brilliant. Class. That is. It's so, so good. And Craigie, all, he all but admitted that we're about to sign Todd Cantwell. Um, <laughs> one breath he says, obviously, I'm not going to speculate. That's not fair. And then in the other breath he says, but what you're all talking about is pretty much spot on. So it looks as if that'll be a done deal probably next week. Yeah. Again, because I was at work, I only saw the sort of follow um the right up from a heart and hand on the um, on the um, press conference. I saw the little snippets, and yeah, it was sort of. I don't really want. I can't really say, but I'm pretty much going to say that we are going to sign him, which I do like about Bill. That he's sort of. Uh, you can tell inside he's sort of um, thinking. I really shouldn't say this. I really shouldn't say this, but but I'll I'll just say it. Um, for me, it's a good signing. Um, I'm really really impressed with. Really big fan of Todd Cantwell. Um, it'd be interesting to see how how he fares in the in the Rangers team and whether it's whether it's a pre-contract or whether it's a, a buy-now um, option. Personally, I, I would more look for the buy-now to get him settled in um, ahead of next season, but obviously money money would be the big thing there. Um, and also the big news about, um, well, what Bill said about Alex Lowry, um, I'm sure which we'll come on to. Yeah, just before we come on to that, um, there's 211 people watching right now. Um, so there's got to be one out of 211 people that want to phone in. Don't worry, we don't bite. Um, 01416287237. Um, it helps put some extra content out there so you're not just listening to us all the time. That's one of the main reasons for the phone in. So get phone in and get your point across. Um, Mark, he also said in that same bit when he was talking about Todd Cantwell that, you know, I think it was Sky, it might have been Sky that, that were asking him, you know, how many additions will we see? Um, is it going to be three, four? And I, I don't know, maybe I'm just reading too much into it, but the, the way that I took it was we're going to see at least three new signings in this window. Yeah, I, I hope so. Um, I did say it might be four, which is me being optimistic, I think. But, but And it seems it seems he repeated a few times he was very, very happy with the way things were going. So he's obviously, what he's done is he's sat the boys down that he's wanted to bring in and he's looked them in the eye and he's had that footballing chat with him that he was talking about. So, and he's obviously liked what he's heard back. So, I hope the more the merrier as far as I'm concerned. Um, obviously, we, we kind of touched on it earlier a bit, a bit, was it a rebuild, how big a job it was and stuff like that. But I think that um, the amount of bodies that are probably going to go in the summer <clears> is going to be frightening. And I think that the more we get in at the moment, the, the, the better for, for that moving forward. Because if you can get four players in, or even three players in, and get them bedded into the squad, ready for a pre-season and it kick on, and then you bring in some more quality, then I think we'll be in good shape rather than it come come the summer. 
we've not really signed anybody. I've maybe brought one person in, and then all of a sudden we're losing eight, nine, ten, twelve players. Well, um, one of my my favourite—I was going to say one of my favourite countries, right? But I was going to say one of my favourite callers, um, Ian from Denmark. Ian, how are you doing? Yeah, not bad yourself. I'm no bad, buddy. I'm just happy that I've got this up and running and it's working correctly. Good, good. What would you like to talk? Um, yeah, I just want to say um, about um, the press conference again, Michael Beale, just like a breath of fresh air, listening to him and chop and cheese with his press conferences and um, geos. It was like sitting there trying to get blood out of stone and just, you know, cryptic answers. And yeah, you could make it or not held them when it was geo. And then, now we just get to know almost everyone we're asking. He's just <laughs> probably saying too much, but um, yeah, just just what it is. A breath of fresh air listening to him and say, yeah, chop and cheese. And um, yeah, just what what do you think about that? Just before I go on to my next point. It is uh, uh, 100%. Robert, you, uh, I asked you first, but I'll, I'll come back to you a, a bit because, I mean, it's only saying too much if it's information that Rangers don't want other clubs to know. Um, and I don't really, he's, he's not came out and, and directly said, oh, I were definitely speaking to him, we're talking to him, we're interested in this player. He's been very fly about it. Um, but yeah. just just to hear your manager coming out and actually giving the supporters information, it's brilliant. Well, I just think he's given us what we deserve. I don't know if that comes across as me being arrogant, but I just think he's given the supporters what we deserve to hear. We, we deserve to hear that. We deserve to hear about him for players. And, you know, we deserve to hear if so-and-so's out for six weeks or three weeks. I don't know why it was a cloak and dagger before. Um, just, I wanted to ask the, the caller. I'm sorry, I forgot his name. Was it Ian again? Ian. Hi, uh, Ian. Just on the, the press conference, I don't know if you, you watched today's, the manager said um, that when the BM they going out in January, obviously linked that in with the, with the Lowry stuff, and as Mark says there, he'd welcome four coming in, but if four coming in is going to make that squad even bigger, I mean, I think we Stuart, uh, right in the week, said the squad was already massive, so another four on top of that, you know, how, how does he keep all those players happy? Yeah, I, I think it's... Um... I think also when he's bringing the players back who have been on loan, um, I think it's just because he wants to have a good look at everybody before he makes his mind up. Um, if he gets the new guys in, looks there, the squad is obviously bloated, far too many players, but I mean, for him to make his mind up and who he wants to keep for next season, maybe he wants to see them uh, close at hand and, and take it from there. That makes sense anyway. Well, that was actually one of the questions I asked Ian. I says, if you had the choice between signing players in this window or having the ability to let players go, which one would you pick? And every single person that I asked said, oh no, I'd bring the players in and then I would deal with the players, uh, let the players go at the end of the season. So I think it's made important, Ian, that, that we get the players in that Bill wants, regardless of how bloated it makes the squad, and just kind of get them in and run about the team so that they're ready to fly at the start of the next season. Yeah, that was kind of what my next point was because um, I think there's too many, too many fans are like almost suicidal that we've not got anybody in, and um, it is kind of complicated. Some sometimes transfers just go through it's easy, but I mean you've got kind of four sides to a transfer. You've got the player, you've got the buying club, you've got the sell club, and you've got the agent. 
and they're off always after the, the best thing for them, right? I mean, the, the player who will be looking for the best wages they can get, maybe a signing on fee. Rangers will be looking to pay the least amount of wages as possible, at least a signing on fee, looking at the contract lens, how much does it cost to get him in early? Norwich, are, they'll be looking for money for the player. They'll be trying to, you know, he's leaving. So they, they're trying to get as much as possible before he goes. And then you'll have his agent who'll try, who's trying to pump up his wages, maybe get a better uh, signing on fee. And you just have to get all these things, all these people to agree at a certain point. And I think typical Rangers and Ross Wilson, he'll be trying to squeeze every penny. Uh, they can out of this deal and use, I mean, as little as possible and just probably press Norwich to say, like, you know, he's leaving, so he may as well just let him go for, yeah, half a million or something, and they're probably saying, to him, no way, but like, if he's going now, we want two million, and these things can take a long time until someone, you know, when you get longer and further on in the window, someone starts to, you know, get we bit shaky legs and say, uh, oh, well, okay, we'll, we'll do this. And, and I think that's where we are with the, with the deal with Ross Wilson, who's just trying to get the best deal possible for Rangers and, and the same for Norwich. And yeah. So it I might take a bit of time, but I mean, I'm sure it's going to happen in the end. And um, yeah, we just have to stay a wee bit calm and just let them do, the, do, the, do their job. If Ross Wilson ends up saving Rangers a million on him, and he saves a million on um, uh, your man from Everton, I forget his name, Tom. Uh, yeah, Tom Davis. Um, yeah, Tom Davis. I mean, if he saves a million on both of their players, I mean, that's another two million we've got to spend in the summer, but that could buy another player. I mean, that's just, that's basically his job. So, I mean, I'm no, like, sticking up for him or anything, but we just have to be, yeah, just take our time and, and let them do their, their jobs and hopefully it'll, but it will come out in Rangers' favour in the end. Yeah, absolutely agree. Ian, uh, thank you so much for phoning in, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah no problem. Problem. Cheers, buddy. Speak to you soon. Right, cheers. Bye. Actually, I suppose he's, he's got a kind of point there as well, Craig, because we've, I think we've got to remember that, you know, he was just pretty much in the door as well. So, and, and the first thing that he said was, um, you know, I want to see the squad. I want to see what players I know that I'm going to be able to trust, etc., etc. So, I mean, I, I mean, I'll ask you, but I, I don't think so. But do you think he knew the positions that he was looking for before he seen the players at training, or do you think it was a case that he came in, assessed the squad, and then he went to Ross Wilson and went, "Well, we're probably looking for this position, this position, and this position." I think if he's a football man, he's. He's been watching a lot of Rangers games and he's admitted that in the last year. He's kept kept up with the, with the Rangers games. I think from the outside, he's looking in and thinking these are the positions that need that need assessing. He's sort of managing the team without managing the team, in my opinion. Um, when he's come in, he's hit the ground running with games and games and games. I think he, he knows the January window's there, but he's probably thinking more for the summer. Um, obviously, anyone we can get in this window bonus. So he's thinking, right, I'm... Stuck with the majority of these players now for the next six seven months. I've got to work with what I work with what I can. Um, and like he said in his one of his press conferences, he even admitted he said, "You lot don't know which players I, I like or don't like because the players I've had are the players I've had because of injuries." Um, 
I think he he knows that he's ultimately his next on the chopping board. So he has to get everything right. Um, I never got that impression as much as he would love the club and obviously play for the club and he, and he was invested. I never got that same impression from Gio that it was sort of, that it was sort of his baby, if that makes sense. Whereas I get that from Beal. I got that from Gerard that it was his, his team, his club, everything's, everything's 24 seven. Um, and I think for him, it's, it's all on his head and he has to get it right. But, and I do get the impression as well that he's going to be a lot more involved, maybe not this window, but going forward than than the previous manager was. Yeah, um, just really quickly before I forget, because I genuinely forgot that this was in the in the press conference, and I don't know why I forgot it. Um, and it's a fitting name as well. Please subscribe. So yeah, if you if you are tuning in and it's the first time you've tuned in, then do consider hitting that subscribe button. And the like button on YouTube as well. It massively, massively helps. All the links are in the description for all our social medias because it goes out live on Twitter and Facebook. And we've got TikTok, um, etc. Um, as well. I was going to come here to the point about McCrory, but we have another channel legend who has phoned in and somebody that I haven't spoke to for ages. Curry Muncher, how are you? All right, man. How are you doing, buddy? It was actually when I seen that uh, comment, I was just about to say, "Read the comment first, because that's what my call's really about." All right, take it away. Uh, what Bill said on McCrory was brilliant. I was so glad to hear it. Uh, the rumour you know, about the McCrory was got a Ross County just absolutely puzzled me, and it actually cheesed me off a bit because uh, a lot of that standard needs to be played at a higher club than the likes of Ross County. Sorry, Ross County fans, but you are no any better than our B team. Our B team is better than your first team squad, by far. Uh, I'm wondering, Mark will be able to answer this more, because obviously he knows a lot more about the B team than the majority of us do. Who does McCrory go to if he's not going to be using the team this season for the rest of the season properly where does he go does he go to like say Hearts Hibs I was thinking maybe Lovey we say Lovey are a decent club down there. they're sitting not too bad in the, the league and I think Martindale would do a job with him as well because I hate Martindale so just wonder what you, what's your thoughts I'll take that to you Mark yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a strange one, I think, with this boy. I, I, I mean, none of us really can, can say that we've seen that much of him. Um, so we're starting to get to the stage where he's a wee bit of an enigma. I mean, people, we don't really know if he's good enough because he's not really got a shot and he's been there pretty much all his kind of adult life so far. So it's a strange one. I get what you're saying about him going... Going to maybe Ross County or, or, or kind of a lower league team, and, and he should be at a bigger team. But that's kind of there's two ways of looking at it. They're saying, yeah, well, he should be playing with better quality because he's a better quality goalkeeper. But on the other hand, if he's going to he's going to be a lot bit more busy at a, a, a lower a lower um, uh, level club because he's going to get more shots. So if you want him to improve, he needs he needs people shooting at him. So as I said, rather than him maybe spending. 15-20 minutes at a time waiting to get a shot on him if he goes to a, a lesser team then he maybe get more shots so there's two different ways of looking at it aye but, um, but Mark, 
Mark, sorry, Mark. If he wants to be the Rangers goalkeeper, what he has to get used to is not having a save to make for 85 minutes and yeah. having the concentration so, like, for a saver. Yeah, so, so as I said, that's the other side of the coin. And that's the that needs to be a hundred percent concentration because it might only get called up, uh, called upon for for five, ten, twenty minutes out of complete ninety minutes. So I understand that as well. It's it's a it's a juggling act. Um, there's there's people in in the club that have got paid a lot more and a lot more knowledge about football and stuff like that 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 could probably. Probably no even answer that question as well. Um, it's a hard one, it really is. I think I'd like to see the boy getting a run. I think that um, I think that McGregor and McLaughlin's not going to bet us next season. So why not give the boy a chance? Why not why not let the boy have a run of five or six games and see how we come, see how he improves, see how he gets on? As I said, because back to my original point, we don't really know. None of us really know how good this boy is, or whether he is good good enough, or whether he isn't good enough. Because we've not seen enough of him. It's as simple as that. He's never had a sustained run in this team. Curry, can I just say, Brian channel members put a five pound super chat and go go Curry. I have never <laughs> had a single person being advocated to get on the phone so much in all my life, people. Have been they're all crazy. Well, number one, I'll need to correct one thing. There's no point McCrory going to Livingston because he's already been to Livingston and the spot you took off him. Uh, Martin Dale changed him out for his normal goalkeeper. Now, I think that was because Martin Dale wanted a full-time goalie in instead of McCrory, instead of a, lo- a loanee because he knew he wasn't going to be kept. Uh, I feel for the laddie. I, 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 I'd hate that. I think anybody, if you're a football player of any sort and you're getting kept out the team and you've done nothing wrong I mean you say he played a couple of games the main one we all remember is against Celtic and he uh, sorry for swearing uh, playing against that mob and we just he had a great game and ever since then he just he was never shown but I think this has got a lot today we were happened we Van Bronckhorst I think not only did they destroy the team as we know we can play I think that the whole club suffered because of him and his backroom staff especially our, young, our younger boys and I think this is what's going to be happening I think Bill's made a big big shake up if it's going to be happening in the future at Rangers especially with the younger boys but the way he's been talking all, the same way uh, Lowry no going out and loan which is brilliant news. Uh, I want all the young boys to get a chance. This is the best I've ever seen our youngsters in many, many a year. There's so many prospects that we've got. There's at least seven or eight boys in this, this B team and the younger team that could possibly come into the first team. I'm not saying that they will, but a lot of them will. Between uh, what Bill said about the... We're not bringing any loans in. And 
trying to get the younger boys back into the team again properly, I think it's gave Wilson a bit of a shake-up. Because I think he's, he's panicking right now because he's been like, oh, wait a minute, I'll get uh, this guy want to sign and this one, and Bill's went, no, either full-time or no chance, no interest. I think Bill's laid down the law. Do you know what? I hope he has. I hope I hope Bill's come in and said exactly what. Because at the end of the day, it's his job on the line, not Ross Wilson's. You know, Ross Wilson's job would appear to be safe there forever. Um, but, but Curry, you said something and I wanted to ask you a question. And then you said something else and I wanted to ask you a question about that. You said, I'll just send you the link, mate, and you can come on to the panel, right? Um, <laughs> I was oh right okay I'm going to ask you the one I wanted to ask first right because you you phoned oh. up about goalkeepers and uh-huh. who starts in goal on Sunday for you? Hundred percent. I totally. Because I was I was confused as to why I, I know that Bill's kind of spoke a wee bit on it, but I was I thought this season McLaughlin was going to be the cup goalkeeper, which would mean obviously he starts on Sunday, but he's now come into the league games as well. So do you think there's any chance in Bill's head he's going, Well, I've now made McLaughlin um he made the biggest balls up ever uh, against that mob and everybody's held it against him. He never done anything wrong before that. And then Griggsy Love him to bits for what he done for the club. But his time to go was that last cup game with the Brady Cameo. He should have never been allowed to stay another year. He should have been pretty pasture. Let Tim McLaughlin take the number one spot and have McCrory there ready to take on the number one spot for the future. Because John's only but John's about twenty I think he's twenty is he twenty eight or something like that? Or is he older than that? I'm not too sure. But within the next, the next couple, couple of years, years we're, we're going to need a, a, a full-time, first-time goalie. And I think McCrory should be that boy. Now, McCrory's 24. He's only 24. No, I'm McCrory, talking about some uh, McLaughlin, sorry. Oh, 34? I don't know. 34? Curry, Craig's throwing fingers up at me on screen, as if I'm meant to decipher what that is. ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがと
the Lowland League, he showed that the other night. He's just he's too too high up in terms of class to play at that level, and he's not going to learn too much there. Um, and obviously, there's a risk injury we've seen earlier on in the season playing with those kind of players. So um, I was a wee bit disappointed here. It wasn't going to loan until the manager followed up by saying the reason he's not been in his plans is mother was he's had a wee, a wee injury, he said. That, that's right, isn't it? So maybe there is a place for Alec Lowry because on Tuesday night, again, Stuart was sort of saying that Bill had sort of thrown it at him and sort of made him question his own performance. I think he said he'd asked him, would your teammates put you in the team kind of thing? So um, I thought maybe that there was a, 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 a lone move for him, then it would have been the best the best thing for him. But um, no, he's staying. It looks like Michael Boo's going to use him. I think Michael Boo's going to use a lot of the players that, that seem to be coming back in. Obviously, he said about McCrory uh, that we're going to see him at some point. So I don't think we'll be able to keep using this Celtic performance to sort of judge him. I think we'll see him for a couple of games. So um, a lot of attacks. I, I like I like the goalie. Love Alec Lowry as well, by the way. He's uh, one of the, the hottest prospects we've had in that a very, very long time. So He's got to be nurtured in the right, right way. And Michael Beale speaks loads about his time with, with younger players, obviously in the uh, the Liverpool sort of under, was under 23s or something like that. So um, I think he's in good hands. Really in good hands. And I hope we do, like you say, Martin, see a bit more of him towards the end of the campaign. Um, he played at Tynecastle right in the, that, that, that game where the, the young boys ran right. So, you know, there's scope there for it. But um, I, I think he's not the trajectory that I thought he was going to have this year. And that saddens me a wee bit because I had really high hopes. Um, thought he'd be a young player a year and all this carry on, but um, it's just not maybe happened. So we'll, we'll give him more time. I mean, there was injuries as well, and that it's that, that's kind of held him back a wee bit this season. He got a horror tackle in a B team game that I was at, and honestly, it was it was absolutely horrendous. And see people talking about McLaughlin, and I think it was who was it that put the the comment in? I can't find it. And there's that many comments um, talking about you know the, the game against Celtic where he was poor. He played in the cup semi-final that we, we, we beat them and went on to a final. So he's played against them and won. Um, so it's just, Craig, the whole Robin... Lowry thing's great, right? Because we know that he's going to stay at the club now. Hopefully he gets some games. The McCrory thing kind of came out of the blue for me a wee bit. Um, I didn't really expect the manager to talk about him. Um, were you surprised that Bill said that, you know, McCrory's going to get some minutes? Because as far as I was concerned, and I think most other fans um, were that... He, he was nowhere near the first team. He's in the squad, but he was nowhere near getting a game. I was and wasn't surprised. I think that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I was, I was surprised that it's come out of left field. But knowing Bill, I wasn't surprised because he he needs to look at every single player he's got at the club. And that All right, means, so you were surprised, but you weren't surprised. Right, I got it. Got it. Um, for me, if he if he doesn't look at McCrory. It's sort of a dereliction of duty. He has to look at every single player. He might look at McCrory, play McCrory eight, nine games into the season and decide, I don't need another goalkeeper. Now, he probably will decide that he needs another goalkeeper, but he might think, actually, I don't need another goalkeeper. Robbie's my number one next season and I can spend the money elsewhere in the team. If he just goes out and buys a new goalkeeper, he might miss one under his nose. Um, personally, I'm very surprised that we said this before that McGregor stayed on this season. I think that was the lazy option by Ross Wilson and the club. Um, McLaughlin should have been the number one like he was at the start of the season. Yes, he had a absolute hell against Celtic, but he wasn't the only one that day. He wasn't the only one who underperformed. He's just the one who obviously, being goalkeeper, any mistake a goalkeeper makes invariably leads to a goal. It's not like a defender or midfielder. you got someone to back you up. 
Um, he then had to come out the firing line. Gio was panicking, put McGregor back in. A goalkeeper that personally was rubbish last season at times. Should never have been played as much as he did last season. Beal, and he's already impressed this on me, he will, and he said this in the Dundee United game, he will pick the players who he thinks need to play that game. I remember the start of the 55 season, there was a lot of games when McGregor would play, then McLaughlin would play, then McGregor would play. So Gerard did it then. He was picking he was picking the goalkeeper that he thought was best to play that game. And if it worked, it great. If it didn't work, it didn't work. But that's what I think Beal's going to do. He's going to... I, I think McLaughlin will play Sunday. But also, if McGregor plays, that's what the, that's what the manager decides. Okay, though. Well, we have another call. Call our ending 708. Hello, welcome to the Rabble. Hi, boys. How are we doing? Not bad. How are you? Ah, good. It's a big day for the chat. Just big day, day for my friend. How are you? I'm not too bad. Uh, I just thought I'd phone in uh, to give you a counter-argument to what we were talking about earlier. Uh, when you were saying, obviously, would we rather recruit or clear out and everybody else wants to recruit? Mm-hmm. I'm off the train, I thought, I think it would be better to clear out. Because if you think about it, the league's all but gone. Right, if we're realistic, right, the league's gone. So we're recruiting primarily to win two cups, which I think the boys that we've got just now can win the two cups. And obviously we're recruiting anyway, but say we sign four players on a pre-contract and we want them in January, even if it's small amounts to get them in, like quarter million each, that's still a million quid that we don't need to spend right now. Plus, if they're all on, say, 25 grand a week, that's another 100 grand a week for you to the end of the season that we don't need to spend because they'd be coming in the summer anyway and we'd have a full pre-season to work with them, which every manager's got when they sign a player in the summer anyway. I just think, what's the point, really? What I mean? Do you know what? I was going to try and answer that, but I can't think of an answer, so I'm going to take it straight to Mark. <laughs> Mark, you can come in on that. Uh, what was the question again? I was reading the, I was reading the comments. They need to tell me the question again. What was that? Mark, are you trying to tell me that you weren't listening to Dave on the phone? <laughs> the comments. Some of the comments are good. That's not unacceptable. That's that's the second strike, Mark. That's what that is. It really is. Um, it really is. Dave's point basically was that he would rather that we get rid of a few players and kept the squad that we've got right now because he in his opinion, he thinks it's good enough to go in and win both cups and get the, the pre-contracts in and then just get them in at the end of the season. It saves you the money and you've got a full pre-season to bed them in. Is he froze? You froze there, Martin. Um, yeah, I, I agree with I agree with part of it. I, I think that this squad is good enough to win both cups at the moment. But for me, we need to build for uh, we need to build for the um, for next season and I think bringing players in and then getting them bedded in is definitely the way to go as far as I'm concerned I'll, I'll bring in players every transfer window if it makes our team stronger no matter whether we need them or we don't need them so bringing players in is for me is an absolute must I think this bringing decent quality players in I think is probably something that we should have been doing the last two two uh, 
transfer windows. I know that we have brought players in, but they've just not been good enough. They've not been good enough quality. I don't know whether that's down to scouting, whether it's down to Ross Wilson, whether it's... I don't know what, but as I said, I would refresh and bring in players. That's 100%. What we need to do moving forward, as I said, we've got a massive rebuilding programme that's going to happen in the summer. And I think that if we start just now, we can get ahead of the game. Um, I think rather than having six, seven, eight new players and in the summer and then try to get them out of jail. If you bring four out of that eight in just now and you bed them in whilst we've got a lot of players here, you can rotate, you can drop them, you can rest them, you can uh, give them a wee rest here and there. So for me, you need to bring players in. You need to, you need to, uh, you need to bring players in and build for the future, especially with a massive amount of bodies that are going to be leaving in the summer. So I agree that we're, we're teams probably good enough to win two cups, but I would always, no matter what, I would always bring in new faces. Gives the team a lift, gives the squad a lift, and obviously it makes people look over their shoulder and try a wee bit harder. So I would always bring players in. Dave, can I can I ask you a hypothetical? Mm-hmm. Um, so say I'm I'm Ross Wilson, and right now I could be because I'm sitting down. Um, <laughs> if I says to you, all right, we're not signing anybody, but I'm going to give you the money to go and mutually terminate or just release four players for the current squad, who would you release? Matondo, right? And probably Davis and McGregor. Maybe. I would come straight back to you and go, well, no, Matondo, because he's on a fortune. <laughs> so <I> know, <laughs> you can't have Matondo. <laughs> but yeah. I know, I, listen, fair enough, fair enough. But do, do you genuinely think that there's enough in this squad then? Because I know you said that you think that the squad's good enough to win both cup competitions, Dave, right? But do you genuinely think there's, there's enough heart, enough desire and enough quality and longevity in these players that we've got right now to see us through to the end of the season? To the summer, yeah. You, you can, can see, see the improvement week on week. week. Every week they play, they're better than the week before as to how Bill wants them to play and what they're doing. You can tell they're gelling every single week. Yeah, I, I just think they could see the season out and the two the two million that you're going to or potentially all the money you're going to spend just now to get folk in early would buy you another player in the summer. You'd have an extra body again. Do you know what? Fair enough. And I and I had no answer for you, so as far as I'm concerned, I, I agree with you. I'm terrible at debating though. Um Dave, appreciate the call. Thank you very much. No, no bother. Cheers, boys. Cheers, buddy. Speak to you soon. Right, well, shall we talk about um, the League Cup semi-final? Aye, let's talk about the League Cup semi-final. Well, we discuss that, and I tell you what, since Robert's so enthusiastic with that big, massive, beautiful smile, we'll go to Robert first, right? Uh, massive game. Robert, I know you're coming up from down south to go to the game. Looking forward to it? Oh, I listen, uh, I've been just away at Christmas for the last couple of nights. My missus is desperate just to get me out of the house, just to sit off you go and enjoy yourself. So, no, looking forward to it. Um, like it's not, I suppose don't like going to Hamden, but I think this is going to be a great occasion. I really think we're uh, we're going to give them hit for three or four. I can I can see it. I think it's, you know the, the way they're playing, um, at full tilt, fantastic movement, pace. 
I know we've no started games well. Um, the manager, uh, I touched on it a wee bit the day about set plays and how important they're going to be. Which I wanted to link in earlier, but I couldn't get back in just regarding McLaughlin. I think that's the only position in the pitch that's up for grabs, the goalkeeper. I think it is going to be McLaughlin based on the fact Aberdeen, I, I watched the highlights of the St Johnston game and they are decent at set plays. They scored uh, for a corner. They had a, a well-worked free kick. It was offside in the end for the, that, the boy Duke. Um, but they do seem to have a, a, a lot of ability getting balls at the box. So you'd have to play McLaughlin in that, in, in, in that situation, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, you're not going to get any arguments from me. I don't think McLaughlin's ever done anything wrong, as my dogs go absolutely nuts. I don't think McLaughlin's ever done anything wrong, really. I don't, apart from that, that old forum game, he was terrible, right? But before that, Craig, he'd never really put a foot wrong, to be fair. And his distribution is, is so much better than McGregor's as well. Yeah, I think he's got something like a 50% clean sheet ratio when he plays. So... Every time he seems to play, he keeps a clean sheet. Um, I agree with Martin. Apart from the Celtic game and maybe a bit of the Ajax game, which comes straight after, he's never really done a lot wrong for me. Um, he's much better. I mean, there was one last Sunday where the ball was fired across the box and he come, he slid out and diverted it. McGregor would not be doing that. The ball would that, that ball would have gone across the box and McGregor would have still been would have taken five seconds to realise the ball had come across the box and it would have gone to their striker. Um, McLaughlin's not the future, he's not the answer, but for me, he's the one that will be that will play Sunday. Um, then the big thing is, does he play Wednesday, considering we've then got another cup game the following weekend? I can see him playing all, all three games this week um, coming up and sort of really embedding himself into the squad. Sorry, can I just yeah, ask Sorry about the dogs, but do any of you see any other changes for Sunday in terms of the, the lineup? Do you see any other spots up for grabs? Because I, I, I was maybe kind of thinking about Ryan Jack, but he, he, Sky gave him the man of the match. So can you drop him and get man of the match? The only other one for me would be if Cholak's not right, that's fine. The only other one for me would be a Jack or Kamara. That's the that's the only other potential. The rest or or an Arfield maybe. That's the only one. Um, the rest of the team pretty much picks itself. It's a big pitch for Arfield to start, though, is it no? Yeah. Um, I, think the big, I, think the, I think the big pitch will help us. It's not like, someone mentioned it in the comments, it's not like we're playing at Patodri, where it's sort of very cramped. I think the big pitch will hopefully hopefully help. But yeah, oh, that's the only thing with Arfield. We've mentioned it before, that he seems to be in a loop of play well, coming off the bench, play rubbish, starting and rinse and repeat. So... He 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 could be actually be quite a key player if he comes off the bench. Uh, massively, absolutely massive, Mark. Um, will there be many changes in, in in Beale's team for Sunday? I think the team pretty much picks itself. I think that just like like Craig said there, I think that your only your only change for me as a toss up is whether Kamara or uh, Ryan Jack plays. I think it's going to be one or the other. Um, I think your midfield three. Got to be Jack, gonna, is it not? I would play Jack. For me, for me personally, I think that Kamara's Kamara's no longer in the room. I don't think Kamara's mentally still at Rangers. I think that he, he's, I think he's had a fallen out with Gio, and I think it's just it's scunnered him. I think he just wants, he just wants away. And I don't think there's any way you can pull him back for that. And I think you can, you can tell in his performances. I think that Bill, when Bill's come in, he's obviously, he's obviously likes Bill, and and his performances have. Re- 
raised a wee bit, but I think that I don't think Kamara's here. And for me, well, obviously we're, we're talking about um, players going and stuff. For me, I would sell Kamara in January. I think he's a smashing player, and I think that uh, on song Kamara is probably one of the best midfielders in the country, if not the best midfielder in the country, because he's he's an exceptional talent. But mentally, I don't think he's here. So for me. Kamara wouldn't wouldn't play it. Would be Jack, as far as I'm concerned. I think Jack, when Jack's fit, Jack is the best at what he does. Um, so for me, Jack over Kamara. If you'd asked me that two seasons ago, I would have, I would have said probably Kamara over Jack. But I don't think he's here anymore. I think mentally he's gone from the club. So for me, I would just couple of losses. Say couple of losses. He paid fifty grand for him. So what I would do is I would I would sell him. And make profit, and hopefully that maybe uh, maybe we can bring another player in with the money that we that we get for Kamara. But Jack, every day of the week is going to be that, and that's the only change I can see in the squad. No worries. Well, we have another call. Call up. Oh, we did have another call, but the caller just hung up. So if you want your phone back? We'll get you back on. Um, Robert, I'm going to have to do what I done on the members pod and jump off for two seconds just to try and control my dogs. So. I know you're the newbie and Mark usually hosts, but I feel like throwing you under the bus a wee bit just because you're good looking. So, <laughs> oh, my brilliant. No, listen, Mark, I agree with everything you said there. Uh, spot on as usual. Um, in terms of Kamara's long gone for me, uh, we touched on it um, on Tuesday. I thought since Aribo and Bassi went, maybe lost his support network. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's, you can see that in the pitch. When he was uh, sort of at full tilt, he was like Prime Minister, the Prime Chavry times, do you know what I mean? In and out. Outstanding. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for me, the drop-off's been pretty spectacular in, in the boy. I think that, like I said, the boy was, was for me, it was it was, it was was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. And, and the drop-off and what it used to be, to what it is just now. And do you know what? As, as it stands at the minute, he's probably our most sellable asset. So rather than wait another season and then have another, if it uh, has another torrid season, I would, I would, I, I'm no saying get shot, but I would say I would definitely sell him. I think there's, there's money to be made on him. I think he's a good player. I think that he's, his international form has been a lot better than what it's been for his club. So I think on the back of that, there's, there's obviously a deal to be made and there's money to be made there. So, I think that that to me kickstarts your uh, your bill revolution. So I would I would sell them, and just obviously when we're talking about that, going back to what we were talking about bloated squads as well. I kind of had a wee thought about it when when you when we were talking about it at the time. That bloated squad, he, obviously, Bill. You heard them saying Bill has said that he he was hoping to get four three to four players in, so he's made up his mind and he's had that conversation with Wilson. Who's going? Who he doesn't want in the squad, and who's going, who they're letting. That that's took place. That's got to took place before they actually talk about bringing people in. So that conversation's been had. He's assessed the squad, and he knows exactly who's going and who's coming in. So I think that that's a foregone conclusion. Yeah, and you, Robert, you have to wrap up because there's to be rain and snow on Sunday. So welcome, boys. Um, look, Nicholas, in the comments, Craig, look, my confidence is high for Sunday. Our confidence should be high because if, if we look at the the kind of forum, I know that Aberdeen have picked up a few wins as of late, but they haven't been great this season. Um, all right, the game at Petodre 
take that with a, with a pinch of salt. It's on their pitch, it's at their home ground. But obviously we go into this as favourites, but I think we go into this as heavy favourites. And I think, I don't like to make predictions because I normally get it wrong. But I, I can see a doing on Sunday. I really can. Yeah, I mean, I, I do find it weird that we're playing a semi-final on the same day, Aberdeen are playing a final, so that's going to be a bit weird um, to get to get around that. Um, oh, here you go. We all make mistakes. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Um, my mistake there. Um, but yeah, I think we we turn up Sunday, we play our game. Mark said it before, a few people said it before. We players win their individual battles. We got no we got no danger of not of not not getting through to the final. The bit is when they get complacent and yeah, Aberdeen, I don't think they've got a result since we played them at Potodri. I think that really not not the stuffing out of them. Um Morelos hopefully just needs to have the players' words on the wall, and hopefully don't doesn't take that too too literally and sort of go off go off on one. Um, yeah, players turn up, they do their jobs. I can't see us coming away with anything more than a, a three or four nil win. Just the complacency is my my one slight reservation. I, I genuinely cannot see any complacency. Um, Big Dave, five pound super chat. Thank you very much, Big Dave, who obviously was on the phone. He said, time to think. Well, you need to think on the spot when you phone in, Big Dave. Come on. Um, let Davis, Hollander and Wright go. Two won't play again anyway and one not good enough. Uh, that's only three. That's for four. Come on, Big Dave. Come on. That's for four. Um, I, Robert, Matt, I'm one of the most pessimistic people you'll ever meet in your life. I've said this on here countless times. We could be phone all up with 10 minutes to go and I still think against them and I, and I still say to myself, it's time for them to come back, it's time for them to come back. But Aberdeen on Sunday, I don't think this is a great Aberdeen side. I think Jim Goodwin's struggling. Um, I don't see any that there being any complacency because I don't see that under Bill at all. No, just to touch on you said about Aberdeen, I think they, they, they've they actually invested quite heavily in the summer in recruitment. They brought in a lot of guys uh, for the continent that I've probably never heard of. Ramdani, the striker, Majowski. Obviously, I touched on the, the boy Duke before as well. So they, they've, they've actually you know brought in a, a hell of a lot of players, uh, Jim Goodwin. And I think they've underachieved this year. They've been, thought they've been closer to hearts than what they are, um, certainly. Um, just... Uh, Craig said about putting the, the players' words up on the wall. Michael Beale was asked about that today, and he seemed, I think he'd heard it, he seemed genuinely shocked when the report said to him, you know, about uh, the Aberdeen captain said uh, about Morelos and, and Cholak. So uh, he said Morelos won't need any extra motivation other than getting to a final. That's brilliant here, absolutely brilliant here. Um, if this is going to be Morelos' his, his last year, and it does look like it's going to be, then he wants to get back a couple of medals when he's next, surely. Of course he does. Of course he does. Um, just on that, I suppose that was obviously going to be the big talking point if Cholak was fully fit, Mark, who starts up front. Um, but, you know, the manager pretty much admitted today that, you know, Cholak's not fit enough. He's, he's just not fit enough. Um, Ruth's only had, you know, a few minutes since coming back for injury. So um, th- there's absolutely no doubt Morelos starts on Sunday. Yeah, uh, buffs, buffs him. I mean, Bill, uh, you know, Bill likes likes him so uh, he's not really got any other options um whether it, whether he likes him or he doesn't like him so i think it's a it's a stick on um Morelos is starting i would hope to see um Ruth get a good half hour i really do no, no matter whether he takes uh, Morelos off or not i think that um 
Uh, Roof is very much a build type of player. He's very technical. He's clever. He's good movement and stuff like that. So I think Roof is somebody that that's right up um, right up Bill Street. So I would expect to see him getting a, a half decent run it. But obviously that's depending. I don't think he's he's um, if we're chasing a game, he's going to start flinging players on to give them give them minutes in a in a semi final. So, but I do expect to see a, a fair bit of Roof, but. Buff's the only one that's really going to start, simple as that. Uh, Curry is saying, really, Robert, Bill knew about the comment and treated it with the contempt it was due. I think Bill said that he hadn't heard it coming for the player, so he didn't really want to comment. That's, that's but, exactly what he said. Yeah. But, but again, if I'm a journalist, I'm not asking that question, but that's probably why I'm not a journalist. Um, see, couple, did, you, did you actually see the clip of the boy sort of talking? I think he no. I've seen the comment, and I, I knew what he'd said, but I couldn't be bothered watching it. I, weirdly, as well, just on a, a sidestep, when they were doing these pressers yesterday, the two captains they were in, they were in strips, which I thought was quite strange. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, they, when they asked the, the Aberdeen captain about it, I don't know if his guard was doing a wee bit because he sort of probed. Oh, you've got to tell us, uh, is his first name Anthony? Is it? You've got to tell us, Anthony. You've got to tell us, and then he sort of went on to say. So I think maybe. His guard was doing slightly, but um, no, I don't think the, the manager needs to, to have a word with Morelos about it. I think Morelos just needs to go out there and, and play his game and, and impact the, the game that way. Can I just um, jump maybe... in? Can I just jump, jump away? In? See the big boy, the big the, the big captain that said that? For me, he is rotten. I watched him against us and he is rotten. He's got no, no, no case to tell somebody that somebody's better or somebody's other. He is one of the worst centre-halves I've seen. No, obviously, now he's going to score a header against us, but honestly, watch that boy here rotten. He was shanking boys out of the park, and uh, as I said, he has no right to talk about anybody, whether they've been good or no good. Absolutely rotten. Anyway, that's my two pence worth. Well, if I, if I get a chance to speak to Morelos, I'll ask him who he'd prefer to play against, him or Xander uh, Diamond. So, we'll see what Morelos goes to Craig, I suppose the one thing I'm overlooking here um, is that it's, Aber- it's Aberdeen's Cup final, which is actually what I meant when I was talking earlier. I meant to say Aberdeen's Cup final and our semi-final. Um, but I suppose you, you can't all you can't really discount that because you know the running joke is they only play four times a season. Well, this season they're going to try and play five. Yeah, I mean it might it might still be four if they finish in the bottom six. You never know. Um, they might not get a fifth game against against us. Um, yeah, we say it all the time. Teams turn up when they play Rangers. Teams lie down and it's barely tickling time when they play against Celtic. Um, it happens. We know what to expect. We know they're going to try and play their game on us in the first 20 minutes, 20 minutes 30 minutes. Just hope the players turn up and uh, and get an early... I think the key will be if we get an early goal, we get a goal early on, then it could sort of knock the wind out of them and knock them mentally. And then it could be any score we really want it to be. We can't, you know what, you're right, Robert, we can't start slow. We can't have another poor first half, can we? No, and I think uh, Hamden will be absolutely rocking uh, come kick-off. Uh, I think the players got to fear into that, buy into that, uh, use it uh, to harness the energy, uh, if you will, um, and go and, and, and put pressure on them right for the off, right for the off. Because um, I don't want to be sitting there at half-time Thinking we no turn up or one down, you know that kind of thing. It just it's just no comprehensible for me sat here. 
um, uh, on a Friday night before the game. I don't think it was. So no, it's uh, it's got to be going home for the off. As you say, there's a there's a there's a trophy at stake here. Like it's not like it's three points or anything like that. It's it's it's, it's a trophy. Go and get it. Go and snatch mm-hmm. it. Um, hold on, guys. I'll bring that up in a minute. Where did Curry go? Because you know Curry's a, a major part of the show, Robert. So um, is that your school timetable behind you? No, it's um, it was I can't remember it. Yes, it was actually bought to to tell us what sort of meals we were going to be having every week. But um, I wrote on Sunday uh, cup semi final v Aberdeen, so that's um, <laughs> how it's been utilised today. So no, it's not my school timetable. Curry, I've, uh, I'm long out of school. Yeah, well, well you know, you've got that baby face. I don't, you've got that baby face. I don't know how much you paid for it, but you've got that baby face. Um, <laughs> Mark, Mark, <laughs> we, we, I just wish Ross Clark was on the night. It'd be great. It'd be great. The two Clarks. Um, oh, good, Mark, good look, we talk about it right at the beginning when we were talking about this, but this is this is actually massive for Bill. See if he can manage, not just to get to a final, but to, to go on and win, win, win his, his first cup that he's, he, he's tried for. And just the confidence in that that gives this Rangers squad moving forward. This game on Sunday, we, we laugh and we joke and we say they're rubbish and we, we should beat them heavily, etc., etc. But it's a massive game. Yeah, Bill said it himself. Bill said that his first his first um, cup game as Rangers manager is a semi final. So that tells you how big it is. But this is massive. This is the reason why Bill came to us. This is the reason why he came to us because. Uh, uh, let's face it, at QPR, he wasn't going to be in semi-finals and finals. He wasn't going to be fighting for titles and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong, he done well with him. And, and there was a possibility of him making playoffs and stuff like that. But this is why he came here. And this is massive. This is this is a kind of litmus test for, for him and, and personally for his career as well. If he can get us into a final and then go and win a final, massive for him. Absolutely massive for him. So, yeah, it's huge. Really big. It is, it is. And I, and I stopped doing this ages ago and I said I wouldn't do it again, but I just always contradict myself anyway and, and everything that I talk about. Um, so I'm going to come to you for predictions because we've, we've spoke about how confident we all are. Um, Craig, I'm going to start with you. Your prediction for Sunday. Rangers 3, Aberdeen 0. First goal scorer? Morelos. Robert? Uh, well, that's a bit, without a doubt, it's a clean sheet because uh, Davison goals will be starting again. So it's going to be Rangers four, Aberdeen nil. First goal scorer, uh, John Lundstrom. I like it. I like it, Mark. Yeah. So I just want to say that is there any wonder I, I get I get the the chat has been I'm going to swear shit hot tonight. Absolutely brown, absolute scream. So is there any wonder I get distracted when the chat's that good? That's all I'm saying. There's no but, excuse um, for your profit. No, there isn't. But it is, it's been shit hot tonight. It's, I've, I've been knotting myself. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, for me, I'm going to go 3 1 Rangers buff to score the first one. Yeah, I'm, I'll be happy with that. Um, do you know what? 5 0 Rangers. Yes. Go oh. on, Martin. And do you know who's going to score the last goal? And not the first goal, the last goal, Alex Lowry. Oh, yeah. 100% Alex Lowry. Um, everybody in the chat is super confident as well. Linda's gone 3-1. Ian Hamilton went 4-0 Morelos. Big Dave's gone 3-1. Everybody, Nicholas Moore, 2-0. Uh, 
everybody's super, super confident. So, folks, that will do us. Um, it was good to have the phone in back. It's great to have it back. Um, I, I know I heard there was a few issues with noise levels and stuff. I'll look into getting all that absolutely sorted. But the main thing is my internet held up. So we know that going forward now, the phone-ins are a shoe-in unless I'm in holiday. Um, so there you go. Um, Craig, Robert, Mark, thank you very, very much. Um, if you enjoy the pod, if you liked it, if you want to see more, then make sure to subscribe. Make sure to give the show a like on YouTube as well because it helps to spread it to everybody else. Um, we do have extra members content, and if you want to help support us, you can by joining as a member. The join button below or the link is in the description. Follow us on all socials. Um, we'll be back. When are we back? What day is it? It's Friday. We'll be back on Sunday for build-up mm -hmm. and, of course, reaction. And then we're on seven days next week as well. So there's hunters and hunters of content out there for you to enjoy. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we'll see you all for the build-up on Sunday. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.